Joseph received a parrot on his birthday. And the person who gave him the parrot told him, the parrot is a holy parrot, speaks only nice words. On the contrary, the parrot was a bit of devil, spoke all kind of bad words that you can find in the vocabulary, swearing, so obnoxious words. So maybe Joseph thought, if I do something, make the parrot to listen something nice, she will change. So he used to play Gregorian chant at his house and also take the parrot for online masses in the morning, you know. But nothing changed, the parrot got worse. So one day the parrot and Joseph had a huge fight, all kind of swearing words. So Joseph was so fed up, angry at the parrot, he took the parrot and opened the freezer and threw the parrot inside. And parrot shouted and screamed for a while. And after a while, there is no sound. So Joseph thought maybe something happened to the parrot. He opened the door of the freezer and there the parrot sitting with the folded hands, folded wings, no hands, you know, yeah. And when he stretched his hand, the parrot came over and singing the Psalm number 23, God is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. So, and parrot said, sir, I am so sorry for all my bad actions. I am so remorseful. I am so sorry. I will never ever say any bad words in my life. And Joseph was about to ask the parrot, why so quickly you got converted and repented? And before he asked this question, parrot said, sir, may I ask you a question? And he said, of course you can. Parrot said, you know, when I was in the freezer, I saw a turkey. <laughs> what did he do? You know? <laughs> so what did he do? Christ started his mission with a summons to repentance. Repent, he said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark 1.15. Mark 1.15. Today, through the voice of the church, he shows the same call to us. The call to repentance is at the heart of the gospel of today. Christ addressed it not merely to the people like Zacchaeus or Mary Magdalene or the public sinners, but to all of us, to all of us, people who were decent and respectable people. People like Pharisees. In other words, the call to repentance was addressed to all without exception. Unless you repent, he said, you shall all perish. Unless you repent, you shall all perish. But you may ask, or we may ask, how this can be? I go to church and I pray, I receive communion, I go for confession, I give my money to church, and how, why I should repent? Do the good people need to repent? It's a story time, it's a story time. I know you like stories. Thomas was a collector of uh, walking sticks. I'm sure we have few walking stick collectors here, you know, collector of walking sticks. So he tells a story about uh, a stick that came to him, very strange manner. 
He says, once in a winter, a stormy night, middle of the night when he was sleeping, somebody knocked at the door. And he was very annoyed with the person who was knocking at the door. But somehow, he woke up and opened the door. He said, as he opened the door, a drift of snow came into the hall. It was really was a terrible night out there. On the doorstep stood a man. He knew him as Old Joe, a homeless beggar. He often came by, knocked, and held out his hand like this, never said any word, received something, and he just walked away without even saying thank you. So that night, Old Joe looked at him. Joe is drunk, raking smell of cheap whiskey, and he stood there with an outstretched hand and ate something. So Thomas got some coins and two slices of bread and gave it to him. So as he was leaving, Thomas saw Joe is bareheaded. Such a cold night, you can't imagine just walking around without protecting your head. So Joe picked up one of the hats hanging on the, on the wall and gave it to him. So Joe took it and pulled it over here as he swayed and he walked away without saying anything. So as he walked in, closed the door, Thomas said to himself, he said, that was a moment I should have thought without sending him away. I should have thought of my back room. Oh yes, I did think of it. In there was an empty bed all prepared, a table and a chair for the guest, guest. And the room was warm and comfortable. There was a soup in the kitchen, also bread and butter and a few bottles of beer. But immediately I thought of uh, my clean house and how this dirty guy would nose about inside, wet and dirty, and smell the cheap wine will make my house unclean and stingy. He would say, let his rags, you know, Joe always walked with uh, his walking stick and uh, he never had, a, he had a stick and on the tip of the stick, end of the stick, he had a, a, a bundle, a baggage hanging all the time. That was all his worldly possession. You will see Joe all the time. But that rag itself, that, that bundle itself, smelled so badly. He said, how can I allow him with that stick and his bundle into my house? Two days later, the grave digger came by and showed me a stick. It was an extraordinary piece of work, curved by hand from hazel wood. And he asked me, do I want it? I said, yes. And we agreed on a price. And then I asked him, Who's, where did you get this stick? He said, this belongs to the old Joe. He died last night. He didn't die, but he froze to death. You know, he froze to death. And Thomas says, I felt so bad when he went away, you know. I felt so bad when I heard also this Joe died. And what I say now is meant only for myself. What I wish to say is this. The evil that we do, God will perhaps forgive. But the good that we failed to do remain unforgiven. What disturbed Thomas most was not the evil he had done. Of course, 
for him he hasn't done anything bad but the good which he had failed to do and i believe this is the main thrust of today's gospel or the parable of the barren fig tree why is the owner disappointed with the tree is it because the tree produced any any poisonous fruit no it is because of what it has failed to do christians seldom ask ourselves christians means you and me we are christians what have i failed to do what have i failed to do i know uh, in the beginning of the confitia when we say i confess to almighty god there is a portion we say what we have failed to do but we just skim it over slide it over so quickly we don't even know what we say sometime the call to repentance the call to repentance is not merely a call to turn away from evil but a call to produce the fruits of good living this is the reason it is so relevant and meaningful for every one of us very often we are satisfied with the former go to confession tell our sins get rid of our guilt feelings then we go out and live much the same as we did before you know this attitude always reminds me of a guy walking on the road as he walks the road a pebble get into his shoe and he still walked with the pebble in his shoe it was so annoying and disturbing so he couldn't bear it any more he stopped pulled out his shoe removed the pebble and he put the bike his shoe and walked again same direction same pace this is what happens to our souls so we go for confession we still our sins and of course we get out of the church to the same walk again cold repentance disturbs us we make same cry as the possessed of devils when they saw jesus so when the people who possessed by evil spirit when they saw jesus they said leave me alone don't come near us don't meddle with us don't interfere with our lives we just want to be alone and be happy we don't want even christ to disturb our quiet life life which you may contain lots of selfishness we may not be guilty of a serious evil but we can be selfish demanding totally inconsiderate but we don't want to know anything about it we are called from being today we are called from being self-centered to become other centered god centered perhaps what we need is an awakening who knows my sermon will do that today perfectly good people can sink into a life of selfishness and pettiness without even knowing it there are currents in our life which will take away take us away from good values during the times of prosperity and comfort we can make a lot of concessions and compromises in our life but then by the grace of god we can be growing however slowly in awareness so conversion is possible don't expect the conversion like moses in the first reading where he was mending sheep next day he was leading to liberate people no not that kind of conversion 
Conversion is a joyful thing. Conversion is a happy thing. It is good news. It is a call from the slavery of selfishness and every form of sin to a life of grace and freedom. It is a call from a life of barrenness to a life of uh, fruitfulness. So let me tell you, this conversion is not something that is done once for all. In South Africa, there's a once for all finish and clear. It is not something that we just finish and done. It is an ongoing experience in our life, conversion. You know, I want to tell you, there was a, three little kids came to me for confession yesterday. This is a real story, I'm not making it up, you know. So, uh, so the last one was probably seven or eight years old. She was so peppy, energetic, and she said all her sins, and she said, now I have to say my prayer. I said, what prayer you have? She has got a cell phone with her, daddy's cell phone. And uh, so what prayer? She showed me the prayer, it's act of contrition. So she started to read the prayer. She said, my God, I'm sorry for my sins. With all my heart in choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I have sinned against you whom I should love above all things. Finally, in, I, 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 I fully intend to, with your help, to do the pancakes. So I was thinking, what did you say? She said, pancakes. He said, with your help, I do the pancakes. So I just uh, took a phone and said, it's penance, of course. I do the penance. <laughs> so I said, you know, don't you, can you read it? No, she said, I can't pronounce this word. It's a big word, penance, pancakes. So I want to tell you, tomorrow evening, we have pancake evening here. Uh, <laughs> penance service at 7 o'clock. So please come and let us confess what do we have done and what do we have failed to do. Amen.